It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 30th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert in site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's game Wednesday against the New York Knicks, as well as how Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz have been getting their points and playing to this point in the season, why both have done their work in very different ways. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast coming to the Orlando Magic with excruciating details, podcast for every team in the NBA covered by a local expert who knows their team best. You can check out Locked On Knicks to get the lowdown on the New York Knicks, or if you want to look ahead, Locked On Bucks and Locked On Nuggets have you covered to help you get the other side of this weekend's big matchups at the Amway Center. You can find all these great podcasts plus Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and a whole lot more on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether it's NBA, NFL, College, MLB, or the NHL. The Locked On Podcast Network has what you need. Just check it out. Check it out by searching on I, searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. There's obviously a lot of questions right now about the Orlando Magic. There's obviously a ton of questions about whether this team can get right the ship offensively and just whether their star players can get themselves back into form. To be as I said on yesterday's podcast after the Magic loss to the Toronto Raptors, there's no getting around it. The Magic's best players, and their two best players are Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, and I don't, I don't care how else you chop it down. The Magic's two best players are not playing up to par, and that's frankly the reason why they're probably sitting at 1-2 and two right now instead of potentially being 3-0. and up. They've had every chance to beat the Raptors, they had every chance to beat the Hawks, and it just came down to execution pure, pure and simple, and the Magic's two best players did not deliver. Did not deliver over the course of the game, because I would argue Evan Fournier struggled a little bit toward the end of that Atlanta game, but, but you, get, you get the drift. Orlando is not getting the performance and the play that they need from two of their most vital players on offense, and that's why they are where they're at. It's also why I'm frankly a little bit encouraged or, or not, you know, I don't think there's reason for panic because... I trust Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon will get themselves straightened out. If, if I'm not mistaken, 
The 21 points that Aaron Gordon scored over the last three games is the fewest he has scored over a three-game stretch since 2016. Nikola Vucevic is missing shots that he knows he can make and that you trust him to make. So I have every faith that things will right over time. And of course, there's no time like the present. Because Wednesday is a features a New York Knicks team that, frankly, isn't going to compete for very much this year. That is a team that the Magic should be able to break down defensively. And as a team, the Magic should be able to dominate with their defense too. The Knicks are a team that should cure everything that ails the Magic. That's just the kind of team the Knicks are right now. And, you know, I, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible, and I'll, I'll mention that I think the Knicks can give the Magic some problems. But this is a game that the Magic have to go into with serious intention, serious execution, and if they do that, they should win running away. They are a much better team than the New York Knicks. But the Knicks will present problems. Mitchell Robinson obviously has had some big games against the Orlando Magic. He is a shot blocker, and he's gotten a lot better with his discipline going after shots. He's not fouling as much. R.J. Barrett has had a really strong start to his rookie year. He is able to attack off the dribble and is a really gifted scorer. Julius Randle is a traditional power forward who is playing very, very well to start the season, too. There's a little bit of a wild card thrown in because Frank Nilkina is going to start. He's a big body point guard that's going to make life very hard for D.J. Augustine to initiate the offense. This is not a Knicks team. You know, I, I said all those things about the Knicks that they're, they're maybe not as talented. They're, you know, I, I, would, I would say I watched their game against the Bulls. They're, both teams, frankly, had a lack of attention to detail and they both made mistakes that prevented the Bulls from winning that game and prevented the, and put the Knicks down 18 early on in that game too. And I'll give this team credit. The Knicks team fight fought, fights really hard. They may not be precise. They may not be perfect. They may make mistakes. They may shoot themselves in their own, in their own foot, but they fight really hard. And, and that's what you expect early on in the season from these kinds of teams. They will continue to fight and keep coming at you. So... This isn't a game that Orlando, and there's no game really like this as the Magic learned last year when they lost to the Knicks at the Garden. There is no situation where the Magic can just show up and win. Certainly with the way the team is playing offensively, they cannot rely on that. The Bulls, not a great offensive team. They got some offensive weapons and they're, they're a little, I'd say the Bulls are a little bit selfish, especially Zach Levine just kind of does his own thing. Um, but... If you keep the ball moving, if you get good shots, as long as you're making them, you, you will have a chance here. But Orlando hasn't been able to count on that. So I would say this game against the Knicks is a game, is an opportunity for sure. You know, I, I do come into this game expecting the Magic to have the serious intention that they need, the physicality that they need, and to win, and to win easily. But the Knicks are going to challenge Orlando. The Knicks are going to, they have the shot blocker, they have the rim protector, they have a big point guard, they have a, a budding young player, and they will keep attacking you. So the most important thing for the Magic in this game are the things that they've struggled with the most. They've got to be more physical, they've got to hit first, and really I think they got to take the lead early. I, I mean, I think that the starters have really struggled this year so far, and so starting with a strong start in the first and the third quarters will go a long way. 
you trust this defense to get stops. And, and if Orlando can get themselves set up in the half court, the Knicks are going to have a hard time scoring against this Orlando team. Orlando is a much better defensive team than anything that, that the Knicks have faced at this point in the season. And New York, frankly, you know, I, I think watch, watching the Bulls game especially, New York had a desperation to win that game. They, they lost three in a row. They were at home against a, a weaker opponent in the Bulls. They had a desperation to win that game. Will that same desperation be present on the road against the Magic? We'll find out. But Orlando needs to have that little bit of desperation. Evan Fournier, I think, said after the game against the Raptors that there was a different kind of mindset that the team had uh, in that closing stretch that they just haven't been able to reach back and get quite yet. And honestly, I would say that Monday's game against the Raptors was the worst game that the Magic have played this year. Because especially early on, it just didn't feel like the Magic were being physical or wanted to be physical or wanted to kind of go toe-to-toe with that Raptors team. The Raptors were pushing them around early on and that just cannot happen. So the thing I am looking for in this game, in this open, in this game against the Knicks, the big thing that I am looking for is are the Magic being physical? Are the Magic trying to take the... Take the first step. Are they trying to be the dominant team? And if they do that, if they execute, if they, you know, they kind of they kind of stick to their guns, they should have a win here. I expect Orlando to play with that sense of urgency or, or that sense of seriousness, perhaps, that they will need to win this game. But make no mistake about it, the Knicks can give Orlando problems. They can rebound, they got some big guys. Uh, they they are they are a team that will put in the effort, but Orlando can force them into mistakes, and the Magic have got to take advantage of those mistakes in transition, and they got to execute in the half court, and yeah, they got to make shots. Orlando Magic tip off against the New York Knicks at seven o'clock. We'll have complete coverage of that game on Locked On Magic tomorrow. Before we dive into two of the Magic's most interesting young players coming out of the first week of the season. Um, I got to tell you about Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code Locked On at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Enter the promo code Locked On at checkout. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jonathan Isaac turned in a career game on Monday. 24 points, 7 for 10 shooting, 5 for 7 from beyond the arc, 5 for 5 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. It was an incredible performance from Jonathan Isaac. Everything, or a lot of things, that everyone has wanted from him. The production was obviously there, as far as the scoring goes. He made his 3-point shots, he shot confidently, he played confidently, and as, as we always expect from him, his defense was stifling. You know, he's playing against a potential all-star in Pascal Siakam, and, and you know, they both got their licks on each other. He, got, he had Siakam with five fouls and, and did a good job defending him, I thought, throughout the entire game. Uh, the, the Raptors were trying desperately to 
create matchups where Siakam wouldn't be guarded by Isaac. Wasn't quite the stifling defense that Isaac had last year in the regular season, but that's neither here nor there. It is safe to say that Monday was the best game in Jonathan Isaac's young career. But it still feels like people want more from him. It's worth noting that all seven of Isaac's shots, or field goal makes, were assisted. Isaac wasn't creating for himself very much. He was mostly working the way he's always worked. And as you can see, the potential of the Magic playing that way, and Isaac's role still could use a little bit of expansion. His usage rate is still fairly low. It's at 16%. It's actually lower this so far this year than it was last year at 16.3%. So Isaac is still not someone who gets a lot of plays run for him. He's still not someone the Magic put as a central part of their offense. And, you know, perhaps to Isaac's credit, he knows that's not his role. He's better on the dribble. I think he's he's better attacking the basket than, than he was last year, but he's not one to force anything. If the lane's not there, if the drive's not there, he's going to pass it. He's going to keep the ball moving, and that's what you expect from him. And When he's open for three, he's going to shoot it. And it's still that three-point shot that's inconsistent. Isaac has made five threes this year, and they all came in Monday's game. And you can tell usually early on just where his confidence is at. On Monday, he made his first two three-pointers within the first three minutes of the, of the game. And from there, you could kind of see him willing to shoot quickly and without hesitation the rest of the way. You could see him gaining confidence to cut and move without the ball, to get out and transition. In other words, when Isaac is at his best, he is doing all the things that make him good at a higher level, at their peak level. Isaac's offense still comes primarily in transition. So in order to do that well, he has to quickly, you know, accelerate from defense to offense, fill the correct lane, and get to the basket. He is very good at that. A lot of his offense comes from spot-up threes. And so that requires him to be ready when the pass comes to him, to put himself in a position to receive that pass, and if the, if the time's right, to pump fake and take that step in and hit that mid-range jumper, which he didn't do on Monday night because he didn't have to, but he's shown you that he can. And the third area where he gets a lot of his points is off cuts and dives to the basket. The Magic don't run him in pick and rolls. He's, he's very, very rarely the role man in pick and rolls. It's statistically insignificant this year. is about 0.3 per game last year. 0.3 possessions per game last year that he was the role man in pick and rolls. So instead, what he does a lot is he will follow drivers to the basket and be there for offensive rebounds because defenses essentially want him to take threes. And so there's always a lot of space for him to cut and attack. And Isaac, despite you know maybe modest scoring numbers, despite maybe some, some kind of modest output on that end, Isaac is really good at these things. When you go back and watch tape of him, he has 
a really good understanding of spacing, of where to be on the floor and where to be ready to receive the pass or to be open for that pass. Take t- take a couple plays from Monday's game. You know, Aaron Gordon gets his shot blocked and everyone's starting to run back on defense, but Isaac quickly recognizes that Gordon got the rebound and he darts to the corner where Gordon's able to feed him the pass for an open three. Or that play in the fourth quarter, his last three of the game. Markel Fultz is driving through the lane. Isaac's man digs down on him, actually gets a piece of the ball, but Isaac floats to the corner where his defender can't recover in time. And Fultz is able to flip the ball to him for an open three. Again, it's little movements with Jonathan Isaac. It's not the big ones. It's not the dribble drives. It's not the isolation sets. When you watch Isaac, you know, I'd say even in Wednesday's game, when you watch Isaac, watch how he moves and positions himself off the ball. He has a really good understanding, I think, of spacing and passing angles. And that makes him available to shoot and to score when the ball swings to him. And of course, if he's confident, if he's shooting without hesitation, there are not many players that are going to be able to block his shot or really seriously contest his shot. And Isaac, even through his misses, and I would say this even in the Atlanta game where he missed, I think, three threes, Isaac is shooting really confidently. I think he is, you know, his motion looks a lot smoother. And, and it was a, a lot more fluid, I think, in, in Monday's game because you could just feel that confidence using off of him. But you can tell that he wants to take these threes and is going to make the defense defend him out there. And that's going to open up other parts of his game as well as other parts of everyone else's game. Isaac still has a lot of work to do. He's, you know, I wouldn't say rough around the edges isn't the right way to describe it. You know, he's, he's not rough around the edges in that sense. Um, but the Magic aren't ready to expand his role quite yet or, or run a play for him or, or get him in situations where he is on the ball making the big decisions. But Isaac still can find a way to impact the offense. And it is with this ability to understand spacing. Again, spend a couple possessions in Wednesday's game just watching Isaac. Guess the Magic sometimes camp him in the corner. But even then, you can make nice cuts along the baseline when the defense ignores you, when the defense has to collapse collapse in, in the paint. And Isaac knows when and how to cut to get to receive a pass and get himself open, to force the defense to react to him. And I think this is a weapon the Magic are going to learn to use very, very well. And it's a weapon that Isaac's learned to use to create opportunity for himself. Isaac... You know, I can look it up, but I would imagine Isaac didn't dribble the ball very much in scoring 24 points on Monday night. A lot of it was pass and shoot, catch and shoot opportunities. But he showed, even in little flashes, how he can attack off of that. He's really smart at using the space he's given, whether it's on the ball or off the ball, and to make the right play. And Monday was proof positive of all that of what makes what of all of Isaac's strength on offense. Certainly has a lot of work to do. No one's going to deny that. No one's going to go no one's going to question that. But Jonathan Isaac 
had a big breakout game doing all the things the Magic have asked him to do. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But the other young player that that everyone wants to talk about, and it's been a week since the season started, so I think we can talk about him with a little more seriousness, is Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz has, honestly, exceeded expectations through the first week of the season. He's averaging 12.3 points per game, shooting 47.1% from the floor, has, is averaging a three a game at this point. He's made three three-pointers, but shooting 23.1% from, from three. He's got a 51.5% effective field goal percentage, and yeah, he's made all of his free throws. On top of that, he's got 4.7 assists per game in about 24.7 minutes per game. Safe to say... Orlando is probably using Markel Fultz a lot more than they anticipated at the beginning of the season. He's playing about half the game at this point. And he is delivering in every way. Markel Fultz, whether it's the national national narrative or whether it's something else, has a gravity about him. It is impossible not to pay attention to him. It is impossible to ignore him when he's on the floor. Because more often than not, he is making positive plays. And this attention that, that the defense, you know, if, if you're paying attention as a fan, you know the defense is paying attention. This attention is exactly what the Magic need from him. and what, Exactly what the Magic have needed from that position. There's a reason the Magic have closed their last two games with Fultz on the floor. And while Fultz has made mistakes, he's looked like a rookie, he's, he made two big mistakes in pick and roll coverage. The Magic trust that he is their best option. So all those people calling for Fultz to start, the Magic probably aren't there, aren't ready to do it yet. But the fact that he is finishing these games, that it's very clear that he's making such a positive impact on the floor, suggests they believe he will be ready to start very, very soon. Or that it is an it is an option that they will certainly consider when the time comes to maybe jumble up the rotation. And maybe we're there, maybe we're not. But I don't think Steve Clifford's going to make that decision after three games. Marco Fultz has done everything the Magic asked him at this point. And what's important for the Magic is that dribble penetration that Fultz creates. Fultz is able to work off the bounce and get into the lane, off the dribble, without a screen for the most part. He's got a rhythm to his game. He's got a little bit of a herky-jerky play. He changes pace really well. He's able to attack in a way that no other Magic player is, and he's such a gifted passer. You know, we've seen a lot of crazy passes from him this season, and all Magic players and coaching staff has said is he does that in practice all the time. None of these passes are a surprise to us. How much of this is the Magic trying to pump up his confidence? I don't know, but, you know, a pump up in confidence is warranted with the way he's playing. All eyes have been on him from the national media. Obviously, all eyes have been on him as the Magic, you know, tried to make this reclamation project. 
and Fultz has largely delivered. This is exactly what the Magic have needed. This is exactly the kind of player the Magic hope to get. And it is impossible to look away. It is impossible to ignore Fultz. And, you know, while I will certainly, again, sit here and say the Magic are not due to make rotation changes, they got to let things play out, and defenses will surely catch up to him once they get a little bit more tape, and you play some more, perhaps, serious teams. Fultz is clearly delivering to this point in the season. He is willing to shoot confidently, honestly, sometimes overshooting confidently. He's willing to attack the basket. He's not doing anything too far outside of himself, to be honest. His passes don't seem reckless. He's not just throwing the ball around. He's trying to attack. He's trying to be aggressive. And, you know, if his turnovers are aggressive turnovers, and I can live with that. They're not careless. They're not lazy. His defense has been good. Certainly needs improving, but good. And again, just... It's hard to look away from him when he's on the floor. That's the kind of talent he is. That's the kind of player he is. And the Magic have needed that for a very, very long time. If he is able to keep this up, the Magic certainly should be very, very happy with what they're what they're getting. Because all eyes remain on him and remain on what he can bring to this team in the long run. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk about the Magic's game against New York Knicks. Again, tip-off is at 7 o'clock. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.